Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 315, recorded live on Sunday, July 7th, 2013. And here are your hosts. The man who met up yesterday with the next person to be introduced, Dave Pillay. Hey! The man who met up yesterday with the next person to be introduced, Andy Lowe. Hi. And the man who did not meet up yesterday with the first person introduced, Brian Lindsley. Hello. Confused by that at all or no? No, it makes sense. I met with Andy. Andy then went and drove across the state and met with Bri. Bri did not get a chance to meet with me. It's true. I am the glue that holds this group together. I mean, for other reasons than this, but yes. What other reasons are those, Dave? You do the audio. True. I don't see another reason. I mean, we are using Brian's mumble. Meh. One could say that that's the glue that's actually holding this together right now. Meh. Meh. Well, I mean, if he didn't record it, it wouldn't matter. True. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Granted, Dave actually did do a recording without me. When did that happen? That sounds like an aberration. Yeah, it was a little weird. Wait, weren't you there? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) He was. But, yeah, it was weird. You were on that podcast. How can it be? He did? What? Oh, yeah, I was there. I've been on a lot of them lately. It's been pretty nice. Welcome. This would actually make sense with our random topic, but we'll get to that at the end. Wait, you didn't tell me the random topic beforehand. He rolled ahead of time. How do I know that, though? I'm a witness. Brian is literally a foot away from me right now. I can poke Brian. See? Oh, wait, you can't see, because this is an audio podcast. Never mind. Wow, guys. It's not guys. It's all Andy. So Andy and I need to need to decide something. Brian, maybe you can help arbitrate this. Because Andy owes me dinners. Plural. I think we're still at two. I Yeah, I don't think you guys got any higher than that. But when I met with Andy yesterday, it's really not that he owes me dinners. He owes me meals. Uh, and when I met with Andy yesterday, we, he, he paid for the meal. Now, the thing is, he paid for it using an old tradition that we have of buying on our birthdays the other person's Mongolian barbecue. Okay. He still provided so, it for you. Well, but is, is this following in the old tradition, or does this count towards knocking down that number why can't it be both i mean it, it it is a question of is it both or is it just the the tradition well i don't see a reason why it can't be both you didn't stipulate that it couldn't be part of an earlier coupon deal all right andy your thoughts I, do you think i'm going to try and argue against having it count no not really okay one meal down one to go and i think i owe you one for Valve not showing anything at E3. So does that mean they cancel each other out? No, it means we both owe each other a dinner. Okay. That, that would be a horrible dinner to have. I buy Dave's part of the meal and Dave, who's there at the same meal, pays for my ticket. That would just be awkward. It would fulfill the requirements. Yeah, I'm buying his... <laughs> whatever I ordered, put on his tab. Whatever he ordered, put on my tab. Yeah. I feel sorry for the waiter, but cool. <laughs> I wouldn't, because we'd just not say anything and then hand each other our credit cards. Oh, sure. Do it the silent way. 
Dave and his logic. Ugh. Oh, whatever. You count on it. I know, I know I do. Mr. I need help in the play-by-email on deciding something. Speaking of which, why haven't you emailed him his char- your character so he can be added to it? <clears throat> Andy? Sorry, I, Dave was speaking, so I wasn't paying attention. Nice. Thanks, Andy. No problem, Dave. Bri, the answer is that I actually already have emailed it to Andy. Dave emailed me a 90 megabyte size Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> I thought it was only 25. That sheet even, is 90 megabytes? I don't Let even me know if check that my can, downloads. I don't think that can go through most email channels. Well, I put it on the Google Drive. Hold on, I'm checking my download history to see. Nope, nope. Sparn is 97 megabytes. <laughs> that's I'm sitting there and I, I try to open this in Google Drive, because that's where it's at. Google Drive gives me a message saying, hey, this is too big. You need to download it. And it probably says, and it's too big for me to scan for viruses, so good luck. Yep, because it's 97 megabytes for a single Excel spreadsheet. What did you use? Uh, it's basically all of Pathfinder compressed into one spreadsheet. Jesus, Dave. I didn't want to go through the mess of doing character creation. It's not that hard. It's a level one character. I remember in D&D 3.5, I could create a level one character in like five minutes. It's about as Fully as- equipped. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take that long. Why Why are you so freaking out? Because I didn't know the classes, and I didn't know the stuff, and I don't remember anything about 3.5. Aren't most of the classes still the same? There are quite a few new ones. I'll give him that. But there, there are a lot of the same classes, and you could have chose one of those. I wanted to be an Inquisitor. Of course, Dave picks the right? most complicated character out of anybody. I'm not so sure about that. The Summoner's pretty damn complicated, too. Who's yeah, but no one picked the summoner. Uh, Brendan did originally and then changed it because it was too complicated. Oh, I didn't know that. I was like, I thought Brendan was a rogue. That's a, those are simple rogue stab things. Simple. Most classes stab things. I don't even remember what I do at this point. I do something. What, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? <laughs> so far, you haven't done anything. Yep. So, yeah, so far, we have not found you yet. Yep, you should get on that. Well, I'm sorry. People need to get out of the frickin' room they're in right now. I'm happy where I am. I'm doing lots my, of work. My favorite thing, and and I hope this doesn't kind of... this You know, this is all out of character, and I hope it doesn't kind of alter things, but everyone's instinctive reaction to finding themselves in a cage in a room with other cages was all to try to break out of their own cage, and no one tried to look at the other people in the room. Uh... That's true, except for my character, who decided he just wanted to go back to working on his his little things. He didn't even try to get out of the cage. Which led to an interesting tidbit, because <laughs> Bry's character is in the cage next to my character, who is a full-fledged orc, who has light sensitivity. It was dark, so I couldn't see, so I casted light on the bars. Right next to my head. Ouch. So now Brian has a pissed off orc who's literally trying to beat down these cages with an axe in order to get at Bry. What? Wait, does the orc know that Bry was the cause of the light? Well, now he's just attacking the light. But okay. Bry is literally in the cage right behind that light. So. But he doesn't know that it was Bry that did it. Oh, he will when I need to cast it again because the light will go away. <laughs> you guys are nuts. You're going to kill each other before I get there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> And Brendan has a possibility of killing everybody if he plays his cards wrong. You are... Okay, sure. Anyway, 
Enough inside baseball. But that's the best kind of baseball. Well, the All-Star break coming up, so we don't really have to talk about baseball. I hate baseball. This I know. It's almost as boring as golf for NASCAR. So, Dave, what do you want to talk about that you don't hate? Uh, wow, that kind of limits the topics, actually. <laughs> How about the the first one, which it, 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 I don't hate the news about it. It's rather fitting, actually. So, Don Matrick, the former head of Microsoft's game division, or rather entertainment division, so that includes the Xbox division and I believe other parts of it, uh, he quit following the Xbox One fiasco. Now, did he quit, or was he kind of pushed out the door? That I do not know. But I, he's gone. I don't way. think that they're going to, to reveal that. But I have a feeling there was some, uh, you know, Balmer called him over and said, Hey, Don, uh, what the fuck just happened? At which point Don said, Oh, by the way, I'm leaving for Zynga. Now, this is the guy that said if you can't deal with the online things, get an Xbox 360, right? Yeah, he made some really weird comments about like living on a submarine and that he didn't know what living on a submarine was like. But hey, if you can't connect to the internet, they still have a console for you. It's called the Xbox 360. Which did not go over well, by the way. No, that was a really, really bad move. At that point, you don't fire Don Matrick. At that point, you fire the people who prepared Don Matrick. Yeah, if there's a problem with your message, you go for the PR people. So Don Matrick has fled Microsoft and has moved to Zynga. And huh. the, the internet was rife with very colorful commentary about fleeing one sinking ship for another. Uh, the best one that I heard was the comedian Francis, the YouTube guy, who said that this is similar to taking the captain of the Hindenburg and putting him on the Titanic. Nice. Like, the, how is this a good idea? In what sense is this the right thing for him to do? Or for Zynga to do? As long as he can have a job, I, I don't think he cares. I mean, he's going to make so much money. A ridiculous amount. I and just love how the really fact sucked. that we've now got all the emails to everybody about this. Like, there's the email... Or the memo from Microsoft, Bal Microsoft Balmer to everybody about this. And now we've got the email from Zynga to their staff about this. And we've also got the email from Matrick himself to Zynga about this. Granted, most of this is all, hey, I'm going to be so excited to work with you guys. And everybody's uh, happy-go-lucky, but... Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Maybe Matrick can actually turn Zynga around? Really? Could happen. Well, they just need to create some new video games that aren't copies of other video games. Or their own video games. And, and follow popular. a completely different model because people are getting really sick and tired of free-to-pay. Right. It's possible. What was Zynga's last new game? I don't know. They have them. I mean, they're still pumping them out. But I don't pay attention to them. They cost money. Lots of money. Granted, I just bought my second ship for Star Citizen. So I really should really? go off. God, Dave. For a game that you can't even play yet, you already for, bought a second ship. For a ship. game that I can't... Not only can I not play, I don't actually know the technical details of the ships that I've bought. Seriously? They haven't released any of the technical details. And you bought it? Yes. Dave. 
Why? I'm curious. Why did you buy this? Because I'm planning on actually investing a fair amount of time and effort into this game. You've and, already spent how much money into the game? Well, I I backed the game at $125. Jesus Christ. Which is, by the way, nowhere near the top tier. Oh, I, I understand. But it's top really tier easy to is, sell digital goods. Top tier is $15,000. And I'm glad you didn't spend that much money on a game. I have No, I, I have not spent that much. In fact, I doubt I will spend mu- you know any more money on this game at all. Besides perhaps upgrading my computer and equipment. Okay. Uh, that's what I thought you were at before at the 125, but apparently you needed a new ship too. I've wanted a second ship. So I want to be able to kind of screw around and I want some room for error. And they're two different kinds of ships. Okay. I did also spend, I think, another $35 on it to buy Laura a ship so that she's got the game and can start with it. <laughs> This is worse than WoW. I have not spent nearly as much on this as I have on WoW. Really? How much did you spend on WoW? Well, the original game was $60. I keep forgetting that there's a week or a monthly res- uh, uh, yeah. subscription. <laughs> the, the monthly subscription, let's see, I played WoW for eight years with probably about a three-year hiatus. So five years? Five times 12 is 60. Call it 12 bucks a month. You look at over seven hundred dollars, seven thousand dollars, right? Hundred thousand, somewhere in there. Hundred thousand. Which one is it? Seven hundred twenty dollars. Seven thousand would be absurd. yeah. That, that's a little bit much. Seven hundred twenty dollars plus. Oh crap! Plus, I was paying for Laura's subscription. So multiply that by two. No, because she didn't play for as long as I did. Well, you also have to count the buying of the games. Yep, which and the between the packs. expansions and the games, that's probably another two hundred dollars each. Oh no, not two hundred dollars, about a hundred and twenty bucks because I bought a lot of them when they were on sale, and I bought Julie her copy of the game. Can, can we just say that it would be over a thousand dollars rather than actually doing the math? Sure. So you spent over a grand on, on wow. wow. Yep. Does that hurt you inside at all? Anywhere. Given how much entertainment I got out of it and how many hours I was able to put into it, it's probably still one of the most efficient dollar per minute of enjoyment that I've ever done. Oh, it's nowhere close for me. Terraria was definitely that. I paid like, what, $5 for it? Yeah. And I'm at like 400 hours? Yeah. 400 hours? Let me double check that number, but yeah, probably around there. Bri really liked Terraria. And he plays it with his brother-in-law. No, what's it, nephew? I did. That would have complicated things a little bit more. Oh, maybe not that many. Uh, it's close to 300 hours. When does patch 1.2 come out for Terraria? You mean 1.6? Sure. <laughs> I think it is 1.2. Um, the end of the fall, or end of the summer, probably fall-ish. I'm looking forward to it being on the Vita. So you can play Terraria wherever you go? Wherever I go. So, Oya came out. Oya! You always say Oya! It's Oya! Oya came out. Oya! <laughs> sure, the Oya came out. I don't see a topic for it, but the Oya came out. Okay. Have you seen it in stores anywhere? I have not, but I haven't been to stores in like the last three weeks. Okay. It, what about it? It sold out in a lot of places. Like, it did fairly well. Well, that's good. Good for them. 
I didn't know if you guys had anything else to add to that. I didn't pick this up, so not really, no. Didn't you back it? No. Everybody thinks that I backed this one. I didn't. Well, because you have a tendency to back... No, I backed the game stick. Oh. Bry has a tendency to back expensive hardware. So I didn't back the, um, the Oculus Rift, but I did end up getting one afterwards. Oh. Okay, we've got to stop talking about backing things because I'm tempted to go over to Kickstarter. That's a bad idea. Don't let me do it. Go to the dark side, Dave. No! Put more of your hard-earned money into theoretical products. Andy, next topic. SimCity offline mode. We knew it was coming. Come on. I thought EA was going to be, you know, like, not budging on this. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, if you look at how Microsoft budged on it... Let's let's get this clear. Microsoft didn't budge. Microsoft did a backflip. <laughs> you say so. Now this is not official yet. This is honestly a customer survey kind of popped up on Reddit. And so it's unofficially that they were thinking about it, but still supposedly they're thinking about it. Is it officially unofficially or is it just unofficially? Do I even know what I mean by that? I don't think you know what you mean by that. It's a screen cap of a online survey that somebody was taking about SimCity. And one of the uh, potential feature changes to SimCity in the survey is offline play. I definitely would say if they made an offline mode, I might actually buy this game. Wait, where I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Where does it say offline play? Yeah, hold on. I'm actually looking at this as well. I don't see... I see subways, bigger cities, shared events, one-way roads, personalizing your city, raise and lower so you can change the the terrain, buses and streetcar lines, which means you get to actually control where the buses go instead of letting them go randomly, head-to-head leaderboards, guilds, which, God, why, and rebuild tool. Yeah, I don't see it on here. Oh, wait, there's more. He just didn't lead with that one. Oh, he didn't lead with that one? Terraforming SimCity Exchange? The fuck? User-created shit? Build together. Build cities together with friends at the same time. That would be kind of fun. Classic mode. Classic mode. In offline or online mode, play a single fully functioning city using cheats and unlocks that allow you to create your perfect city. Bingo. I don't know. I think the whole team-building city would be kind of interesting. If you made it the fact where you could basically have somebody be, like, the police chief, somebody be the fire chief, somebody be the transportation manager. As in they would control those things? Like, I'm literally the police car and I'm driving to the scene of the crime? Or what? Well, I'm just thinking you would have somebody be the, like, quote-unquote mayor who can see the overview of all the stats but then can't actually do anything. So but then you have Artemis somebody who is... or Quintet meets SimCity. That's what I meant. That would be interesting, I guess. Who would be the builder? The and Department does... of Development, clearly. And the builder doesn't have access to any of the stats? Nope. And no. Basically has to just listen to builder, the will yeah. of the mayor? Well, the builder can go off and do whatever they want. 
but if they want to succeed... Yeah, it would be the thing. Like, the police chief would look at the crimes map and be like, hey, I need to build a police station here. So he puts a marker down there that says, hey, I would like to build a police station here. That marker shows up on the builder screen, so the builder has to figure out the priority of buildings and for the city. And where they go. Because just saying I need one here doesn't mean I need one exactly here. Right. I guess I, I see the the mayor position being kind of boring, to be honest, because yeah. I'm not doing anything. Well, just telling the other person what to the do. finances, I think, more than anything else. Oh, yay, accounting. <laughs> hey, how successful is EVE Online? EVE Online has spaceships. I don't think most of the people in there use their spaceships. It has spaceships. But wow, I'm just still spitballing this thing, thing, so maybe really they don't sucks. have an actual culture maybe they- pack. Are you looking at more of those SimCity options? Yes. I was like, I just read that. This thing really sucks. The survey? Yeah, the stuff at the beginning is kind of cool, but towards the end, this is just, like, stupid. I'm sure it's just all the ideas that they came up with. And so people are have bad ideas. What's new? Multi-city region play. Cities are connected and can work together or against each other, ranging in size from village to megapolis. And specialization, share goods. Isn't that already in the game? I was gonna say, isn't, like, that isn't that the game? Isn't that the purpose of the regions? I thought it was. I think EA doesn't know what they're doing. Maybe it's to gather support to other people and say, "Yeah, look, you guys did actually want this." I don't know. I oh god, do I have EA stock? Oh please, because it's time to get rid of it. Oh please. Why would you get rid of a stock before the start of the holiday season? Unless you thought they were going to have a seriously bad holiday season. But it's EA. I mean, yeah, it's I EA. don't see that happening. I, I have a couple shares of it. I'm not unloading them, don't worry. When does Madden come out? I don't know. Isn't that in, like, this month? Oh, they're calling it Madden 25 this year. That makes me sad. There's 25 versions of Madden. Comes out August 27th. There's a court battle about Madden right now, isn't there? Not that I know of. Uh, not that I know of. Oh, I, I just read about this. And why is it not on the topics? Because I'm an idiot. That's not new. Yeah, June 22nd, 2013. EA lost a lawsuit against Robin... What's his name? Antonik, who was one of the original designers on Madden NFL. He's saying that he should be getting royalties for all of the games including the NCAA games that are based on the same engine. Why should he get royalties? Uh, evidently based on the original contract. Anyway, let me post this as a topic. Thank you, because I can't find it for some odd reason. Right here in Kotaku. Like I go to Kotaku. It's on Games Politics. It's also now on our front page. Twice, evidently. Oh, look, there it is. So the jury will determine what to award him in unpaid royalties for more than $200 million in revenues. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Potentially. Hope EA's got the cash on hand. Uh, EA will probably just draw it out until the guy dies. Yeah, but then his estate could technically carry it on. Yeah, but that does him a lot of good, doesn't it? So, speaking of lots of money... Yeah. The FCC has approved the merger of Sprint and SoftBank. And And Clearwire. Oh, they approved the Clearwire one too? Yeah, all three. So does this mean Sprint is actually going to have a chance to try and take over the... Are they third or fourth? I have no idea. 
Because I think that we talked about this with the team when T-Mobile merged with Metro PCS that they weren't going to move at all because everybody else was so much bigger. But I don't remember if they were third. Verizon, AT and T, Sprint, T-Mobile. Okay, so Sprint's third. Yeah, with half of AT and T. AT and T and Verizon are so close that it might as well be equal. Especially when you compare them to anybody else in the business, right? Sprint is about half of either of them, and T-Mobile is uh, about 80% of Sprint. So do you think this is going to help Sprint at all? Overall, yes. Uh, In the U.S., hard to say. Yeah, because these are definitely Japanese uh, companies. SoftBank and Clearwire? At least SoftBank is. Now, the thing is, like, you know, the Japanese cellular network is leagues ahead of ours. That's very true. And has been for a long, long time. So if they start bringing some of that ethic over and they can actually implement that infrastructure... That would be a huge boon to them. The problem is the way the regulations are set up in the United States. There's Well, there's multiple problems. That is one of them. The other is the fact that geographically the United States is significantly larger than Japan. Just by a lot. So you can't just bring over that same structure and expect it to work. Well, this might be good, though, because of the Spectrum auctions that are going to be happening next year. Ooh, because this will give Sprint some more cash? Mm-hmm. They can actually compete with Verizon and AT&T? Well, it also depends on how the FCC sets up the new auction, because the the current way they have set up the auction is so weird. It's it's like a dual auction where really? the people who own the Spectrum licenses, so the TV and radio stations, Something basically put up the amount weird? of money that they are willing to sell their license for. So they would say, okay, I'm not planning on selling my license for less than $10 million. But anything more than that is okay. So then the FCC gets all that information basically anonymizes it and then gives it to the people who are buying it, the Verizons, the Sprints, the AT&Ts. And they're saying, okay, we've got this bit of spectrum here. How much are you willing to pay for that spectrum? And so the telecom companies basically downbid each other saying like, oh, I'm willing to pay 10 million. Oh, I'm willing to pay 9 million. And if somehow the numbers match up, then they'll actually sell the spectrum. That's the current plan. Okay, that sounds like a bad idea. I, that's what the current plan is, so I don't know. So yeah, once we get more information on that, I'll make sure to let the podcast know. And we appreciate it. Especially for us in Michigan, since we might lose a bunch of our TV stations, especially with the new border laws that are going are trying to be put into effect. Okay. So Ubisoft got hacked. Oh, no. I got nothing else on that. I mean, what did people steal? Ubisoft they... logins? They got unauthorized access to usernames, email addresses, and encrypted passwords. And they say that credit and debit information was not compromised. So change your Ubisoft password and you should be okay. Yes. Unless you use the same password for your email and they are able to reverse the encryption from the Ubisoft password. Yes. So what I'm hearing is you should normally not be stupid and use the same password for everything. That's kind of the standard thing nowadays. Yep. Well, I'm glad that I don't use the same password for my email as for my Ubisoft account. It's good internet hygiene. 
That and I've also got two point authentication on my email. Yeah. Google. Google email. Yeah. Yeah. I think more things have to have to enable that. Although I'm terrified now of ever losing my phone. Seriously. Well, that's why you have to have your uh, LoJack thingy on your phone. The LoJack. So, any sort of LoJack app. Ah, the like find my phone. Yeah, lost phone, all that yeah, sort of I, stuff. Yeah, I should probably put one of those on. I lost it's a credit not, card. Still not good. Ooh. I left it at Mongolian Barbecue yesterday. What? Yep. Did they give it back? Uh, I was over 100 miles away when I realized it. They're mailing it to me. Wow, that's nice of them. I hope nobody steals it in the mail. Yeah, I hope so. So what else we got here going on? Oh, we got a couple of Xbox things. First one is, remember when uh, Fez was pissed off that there was a uh, basically a system crashing bug in Fez well, on Fe- Xbox okay, Live? Okay, so let's, well, let's get the story. Fez, Fez was not Bill pissed Fish. off. Phil Fish, the he, well, he wasn't pissed off. He put the, I mean, he had a bug. So Fez was released. It had a bug. The guy who made it, Phil, patched the bug. But in doing so, created a second bug, which would start bricking Fez. Um, 1% of consoles. So he wanted to issue a second patch, and Microsoft said, Oh, we're sorry, indie developers only get one free patch. And so he said, well, fuck that, I'm not spending the money, I'm not patching it again. Okay, so, so Fez was sent out broken. He patched it once, but in the patch, he caused another problem. And rather than pay the supposedly $40,000 for another update, he said, screw it, and just left it around there being broken. Yep. But now he's going to be able to update it for free. Yes, because Microsoft has removed the charge for indie developers. Oh, thank God. A year later. How many people care? I don't know. How many people play Xbox Live arcade games? Quite a few, probably. Yeah. I'm not one of them. Can you even find the Xbox Live Arcade on your current 360 dashboard? Oh, yeah. It's in the game section. Brian knows his dashboard better than I do. Yeah, you know the dashboard better than I do as well. I thought it was like four menus deep. It's a couple menus after the game section, but it's in there. It's not like it's impossible to find. You just have to look for it. Just like you have to look for other indie games and other spots. I mean, you get used to searching if you want to find something. Okay, so that's the first bit of Xbox news. The second one is the Xbox One's rep system. Is this Microsoft's attempt at combating the like 13-year-olds who swear worse than anything else? Yeah. Yes. Is this going to work? No. I don't, I don't know. The players are going to be grouped into three broad categories of a good player, needs invo- improvement, and avoid me. Okay, so first off, what is to stop a group of people from trolling and all downrating someone who doesn't deserve it? That's the issue. I don't think there's anything like, set up for I've that. got a good number of friends. If I kind of get them all together and we just start downvoting this one person, they're screwed. Well, hopefully they need it. Or Dave's just being a jerk with his friends, and Dave needs it. <laughs> It it feels like the system isn't quite as robust and thought out as it could be. Right. There needs to be some thought being put into the number of downvotes per person kind of thing as well. 
because if some person is just downvoting everybody, they're most likely one of the avoid me's. Right. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, if I didn't want to take the time to upvote people, I just say like, okay, this person annoyed me. A couple of weeks later, this person annoyed me. A couple of weeks later, this person annoyed me. All right, here's, here's a quote from one of the Xbox people. There is no way at all that a conglomerate of people can conspire to sink your reputation on the system. The way that it's built fundamentally stops that. I'm curious as to how. It's very much over a period of time. If we see consistently that people, for instance, don't like playing with you, that you're consistently blocked, then it will start to drop you in the avoid me section. But so not if you've got I a sudden need, flux. Uh, well, I just a slow trickle as opposed to a fast gush. You must really hate this guy in order to do a slow trickle to do the long play of ruining their Xbox Live account. Who said it was just one person? Dave could do it to multiple at once. I could just set everyone on a rotating schedule, so everyone is downvoting someone every week. Just take some planning and stuff. It's, it's not that bad. But yes, I see that you could make this happen. The question is, why are you spending so many hours of your day ruining the lives of somebody who doesn't need to his life ruined? Because you're a troll? Because I'm a dick. Isn't that what trolls do? True. So yeah, there, there could be issues with that. All right, we have, it looks like, a couple Android topics. For instance, Google working on more Android hardware, which, surprise, surprise. Well, I do have to say that this report definitely makes me question if it's if Google's really working on a game console. No, because they mentioned the Ouya. I get it right there? Yeah, you did. Okay. The Ouya, and... <laughs> I've yeah. got an episode title in my head. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Anyway, they mentioned... Well, I was going to say Dave was being a dick, but... They mentioned the Ouya and nothing really else? Yeah. I, why would... I mean, Google did hire a, a head of games. I That's just don't true. see them making a console. I, yeah, I don't think they want to get in that market. Not with Android, at least. They're doing fine with the games that they're producing, which is to say Ingress. <laughs> I, I thought that wasn't actually run by Google, but run in by a startup inside Google. How's that different? Yeah, I mean, it's run by Niantic, Andy, which is a division of Google. Everyone who works but for I, Niantic is technically a Google employee. I swear I read something to contrary to that, but I don't want to look it up right now because that would be like six articles deep that I found it. Well, if you find it, we will issue a correction. Okay. I am curious to have some sort of smartwatch, though, that would be able to connect to my phone. I'd I think rather I would prefer, glass. I, I think I would like a smartwatch as well, but I don't know about connecting to my phone. I think I'd want it to be more powerful, like its own computer. Is anyone reminded of Dick Tracy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except I don't really want to talk into my wrist all the time. I'm not a secret service agent. No, you, you have a Bluetooth headphone that's connected to it. There's no reason to put the phone in the watch. Sorry, we have any conversation on this side of the uh, table here where we're not including the rest of the people. My apologies. It was just basically Andy going, the Secret Service agents talked to, the, to their comment. I'm like, yes, that's the motion I don't want to make. And he said, just use it Bluetooth. And I was like, that's exactly what Dave just said. If you would listen. See? God damn it, but Andy. Once again, you hit the key point of Dave. God, Andy. And you say, I'm a dick. So, he gets named the title, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, not if I beat him to it. <laughs> I can just edit the title. It's a race! 
Um, but yeah. So so there's new Android devices. However, before Google puts out new devices, they perhaps would like to fix a certain security hole. I'm not, not really sure this is a super security hole. I mean, this is something you... This, from what I can tell, you need to sideload the app in order for it to, to affect you. And so if you're a normal user and you're not sideloading apps from random places that you don't know where they're from, a.k.a., you know, not being an idiot, you should be fine. Should be, yes. Although, potentially, apps like this could start appearing on the Amazon marketplace or any of the other marketplaces. Google Play is not the only marketplace. Right, but Google and doesn't those have are an issue not, with that. Well, those are not sideloaded. Right, but that's not Google's issue. That's Amazon's issue at that point. Well, but the security flaw is part of Android itself. So the security flaw is that traditionally with the the install files, the APKs, Android package files, you can't alter it without destroying uh, basically a signature. And that was the security, was that the signature is, is there, it's signed by Google, it's all set, except that you can... So when I made my running application, yeah, if I had taken your APK and decompiled it and altered it and recompiled it, it would complain. It would say, "Hey, the the signature doesn't match what's in it." So people would know that I had messed with it, and it wouldn't be able to install on any other devices right. because the signature would not match up with the rest of the code. Right, but. It turns out I could actually alter the code without altering the signature. But you would not be able to put this altered code on the Google Play Store. Correct. So, unless you are a fan of pulling out applications from third-party sites, outside of Amazon, I don't even know what other third-party sites there are. You can, Well, I mean, if you go to any website, they could be hosting an APK for your for your phone on any number of... I don't know, hacked ROMs or any number of illegal sorts of things that wouldn't ever make it to the Play Store, like porn or whatever. So if you wanted to get something like that, you could get and sideload it onto your your, um, Droid, no issue. So this is basically like LimeWire all over again. Yeah. And so if you want to be safe, then just practice good internet hygiene and only download it off of the Play Store. Use protection. Oh, Pretty much. The Galaxy S4 is evidently immune to this. How is the S4 immune to this? They must have patched the version of Android loaded onto the S4. Okay. Now, are we talking the, like the, uh, the completely brand spanking new S4 that's Android stock? Or the older S4s that were given to the carriers? Uh, the- Samsung's... Specifically, Samsung's OS has been patched. Okay, on the S4. Well, I guess that's good then. So clearly, they've known about it for a little while, but it was just released to the public that this is possible. Which is actually—it's most... pretty typical for a security flaw like that. Right. Most people they alert it to the the companies well before it gets public. All right. So here's the question then. Speaking of smartphones, would you ever buy a Firefox OS smartphone? No, it would be obsolete in three months when they release the new version. Why couldn't they update the version? I was making a joke. Yeah, since we're, what, on Firefox 22 right now? 24? 
We're on Madden 25. Firefox is outpacing Madden because, again, they're releasing like every three months. I mean, we'd be on Chrome absurd number if they actually numbered them the same way. Yeah. I still don't think this is a smart idea for Mozilla to actually spend time to create a smartphone OS. At this point, you're Android, you're Apple, or you're nothing. No Microsoft? No. A good friend of mine just went work over at Microsoft's phone division. Well, they should save their money while they can. I don't know. It depends on how well they do the integration with the Xbox One. There are promising stuff that they could do there, but I don't know if they will or will not. And could you imagine what would happen if Microsoft threw all of their development behind developing Office for Android? I don't really see Office working that well for Android. Not not in a normal smartphone Yeah, I mean, you'd you'd have to redesign it a lot, but it would be possible. I actually have an app on my phone that can handle actual Word documents, Excel spreadsheets, and such. So do I, but it's... I don't... I'm not going to use my phone to type up a Word document. That seems silly. No, it's more for viewing than anything else. But if Microsoft actually threw all of their, their development weight behind doing something like that, could drastically change the landscape. It could. If Microsoft put all their energy behind one thing in general, it can alter the landscape. Yep. You know, like if they actually tried to make an operating system for once. Ouch. And Brian gets added to the list. What list? Of being a jerk on this episode. Sweet! We all made it! Not a fan of Windows 8, are you? No, I, I don't have that big of a problem with Windows 8. I feel like they could have done a lot of things better, though. I don't feel like they they really did the best they could. Okay. Well, where are we then? I think that's all the topics. Random review? What's the thing with Peter Molyneux? Oh, Molly Jam 2. Thank you for reminding me. Do you remember Molly Jam last year? No. Do you remember the fake Twitter account Peter Molyneux? No. Do you remember what you had for dinner yesterday? Chicken. Chicken. And pasta salad. Okay. So... Peter Molyneux is a fake Twitter account for Peter Molyneux, the guy who you know developed Black and White and a bunch of other games, Fable, things like that, head of Lionhead Studios when it was still Lionhead Studios. And Peter Molyneux came up with like these most bizarre game ideas ever, and it inspired a, a game jam. And we've talked about those, right? It's when a bunch of developers get together and they say, all right, we've got 24 or 48 or 72 hours to make a game. A fully functional game, right? Start to finish. Yeah, I absolutely want to try that sometime. And so Molly Jam last year was a a global event of everyone saying, all right, between this time and this time we are going to work and we have to use one of these ridiculously bizarre, insane game ideas. From the, the fake Twitter account. Yeah. And it was hugely successful and hugely popular like over 200 games were made during that weekend and they were you can go and download them they're all basically free and two of them even secured actual funding to flesh it out and become a real game cool so they're doing it again this year except this time it's not peter Molyneux who's going to be running the show it is in fact peter Molyneux. like the real the real peter, peter Molyneux. He loved the idea. Today is actually the last day of it. Oh, no. So Since it ran from July 5th through the 7th. There you go. So the game should be out later this week. Oh, Peter Molyneux. What a crazy, crazy guy. 
we, we've provided you with a list of over 60 quotes with 22 specially highlighted picks from the organizers. So you actually are taking actual quotes from him to do this. It's you, Americans. There's something about nipples you hate. It's one of them. The, the touch, the grab, the stroke, all of those things we're going to be obsessed about. If you go into battle, you could win a ginger-haired person. Wow. <laughs> I wish I had some You can eliminate starvation or you can double it. You can empty the treasury or fill it with gold and rub it all over your body. List all was, oh my god. I used to have this chat-up line, my only chat-up line. Imagine you're walking on a path. What's the path like? Imagine you go into the woods. What does the forest look like? Will the first female nudity give you a success, or will it turn off the audience? You can actually break someone's neck on, a, on some railing during combat. It should be a spike on a fence or a solid brick wall, and you'll get increased experience for that as well. I really hope someone does this one for a game. There is an acorn, and it is a golden acorn. We're taking acorns to the next level. I still have nightmares about holding German sausages over my head. Yeah, I can see how these would be quite fun to try to make a game out of. His purpose in life, like Asimov's laws of robotics, is not to aggravate you, not to piss you off. His second thought is this. He absolutely loves you. This guy is a New Age poet. So yeah, that would. I, I am too very much looking forward to what comes out of this Molly Jam. Oh god. I think the worst time for me that I've ever had an inspirational idea, which was an idea for a feature in black and white, was actually when I was being intimate with my wife. Good times! Someone made one for the Oculus Rift. Some of the games are already up there. Nice. Dogulus Rift. Hack and slash rhythm game. Oh, this is great. Oh, dear God. Console War the Revengeance. Worst case scenario with W-U-R-S-T. Um, it's a oh, sausage no. slapping... Simulation. No. Okay, so maybe what we need to do sometime in this week is each pick a couple of these and actually play them. That would be interesting. Okay, now that we're done with the topic, should we go to your random review? Sure. Oh, someone did the acorn. There's a couple of ones for acorns. Awesome. Uh, so random topic. Not random topic. Random, R- review. random review. DLC quest. What's that? It's a cute little satire about dlc so dlc downloadable content people getting very upset about having to pay money for parts of the game that they felt should have been in the game to begin with so in dlc quest you start out with the ability to move to the right that's it you can't move left you can't jump there's no animation it's just your sprite moving to the right by sliding And as the story progresses, you find downloadable content. You collect coins in the game, and then you spend those coins to purchase more parts of the game. So jumping, animation, sound, moving to the left, a weapon, speech. To be honest, it sounds a lot like another indie game called Evil Land. Yep, they are very, very similar. Except one's... Did you just say Evil Land? Evil Land. Land. Which I considered doing a review of as well, but maybe not this week. Um, So, because Evil Land is is basically, here's the history of game development. It's not intended as a satire. It's intended as, hey, we thought this was cool. And it is. DLC Quest is entirely satire. Now, both of them have some very similar themes, but they, they toss in a ton of little Easter eggs and little hidden treats like... 
there's a level in the expansion for DLC quest called Alan, please give level name or please make level, which is a reference to uh, another game that had an item where the item's description was, Alan, please fill in description. There's another one that they show right on the, the store page in Steam where you get a pickaxe from a character that looks exactly like Notch from the creator of Minecraft. Yep. Tons of little secrets and, and like, it's that, it, it's the kind of comedy where you, you have to understand the source material. But it's really well designed, very tight, it's a little platformer. It's $3 on Steam and totally worth it. So three bucks for an indie game. Yep. Greenlit indie game. Oh, yay, oh. Greenlight. Now, what, so it's just a platformer? Yeah, for the most part. And don't go expecting super crazy graphics, because it's very minimal. Yeah, I mean, but that's part of the, the point, is that this is not, I mean, it, it, it's an indie game. It was not, so it wasn't supposed to be a, a very intensive game. But there is DLC for horse armor. I saw that. And sexy outfits, too. And NPCs that aren't part of the story. I'm feeling like I'm not going to get all these jokes. It it hands you most of the jokes, not all of them. But it's sort of like the armor for your horse. The only, yeah, I sort of get that one, because yeah. that's the start of DLC. But beyond that, it's like, okay, I don't get the rest of these. For three bucks, try it. If you don't want to spend three bucks, wait for the summer sale and then try it. Which should actually be hopefully starting on Thursday. If last year was any indication. That's the hope. We'll see. It's a really good game. Evil Land is also really good, but the jokes are a little more in-depth because you need to know uh, a lot of the names from video game history. But again, you said you would probably do a review of that later. Okay, so Dave says DLC Quest for three bucks. Try it out. I paid like six or seven bucks for it. It wow. really is fun. Yes, but we started out this podcast talking about how much money Dave actually spends on. Oh, games. shush! Random topic. Random topic. Which I don't know what it I... is because Andy didn't tell me. Sorry, I, I rolled ahead of time. I knew what it was because Brian was here when I rolled. Um, the random topic is: Who would you want as a third co-host? Huh, that's a little awkward. Mm. Well, Andy? I'm not the one who pissed off Brian already. When did I piss off Brian? I'm pretty sure what you said was code for not Brian. No, it's that I don't know. That's code for not Brian. We have a co-host on the show, and the question is, who do you want as a third co-host? And your first answer is not the person on the show? That kind of downgrades the person on the show. Well, so what's your answer, Andy? I was thinking more of a broader sense of what we would need as a third co-host. Because there are some things that you and I agree on, and it's hard to have a discussion without somebody playing devil's advocate. Jack Thompson. Oh, God. No. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no. I'm sorry, Andy. Was that yes? I don't know. I didn't count how many no's he said. I think one is enough. If you counted at least one no in that, then that was enough for me to say no. But if you say it twice, it cancels itself out. What? What? That's the way it works. Negatives. We know math. It's double negative, Andy. That's not even math. That's just logic. No! <laughs> Which, what was that for? All of them! 
That is an all-encompassing no. No's follow associative properties, so the all-encompassing just applies to all the ones on the inside. So I think we just negated everything? Are they associative, or just, I don't even know anymore. So I think Andy is not in favor of Jack Thompson. Let's put it that way. Okay, so no Jack Thompson. No Jack Thompson. Tom and while, I, while I'm actually just a guest, I wouldn't. I would think that having maybe a, a female perspective would be interesting to have from time to time. Yes, I, I would agree. vote for Kate, but I know that's not going to be good. <laughs> I would love to hear from Cat, but she's often busy. We've had Cat before. I do agree we? on the female perspective. That would be kind of interesting to see uh, how much the outside world, the outside world being outside of me and Dave, which is quite a large world. Yeah, actually, would uh, there is nothing how outside we... of Andy and myself. Oh God, Dave! Someone's egotistical, but we already knew that. Why are you whispering? And why are you whispering loudly? He's trying to talk to me, but he keeps forgetting he pushes the button. It's just a habit of mine now. I do it too. I think the first show we did after doing one on Mumble, I was doing that with my normal microphone on Skype, which does nothing. Absolutely the nothing. Button. It does nothing. I'd I'd like to see. Yeah, I, I agree on a fee. Maybe someone who's actually involved in the industry, so we get more of the insider perspective. Oh, that's no fun. So Dave wants a female insider. I want somebody who doesn't agree with me. I disagree. I know, that would make a good co-host, because if you get everybody who just agrees, then you got a bunch of friends who are just sitting around giggling the entire time. And while that's fun for us, <laughs> maybe not so Less much for the audience. Less fun for listeners. Yeah. I could giggle. <laughs> don't make me break out the giggles. Oh, Andy. Andy, don't do it. Sorry, we're having a little bit of a, uh, a conversation over here. Damn it, guys. We're having a gigolo problem over here. Don't you ask. Guys just don't stop. ask. That's the other problem, is we also need somebody who's not on the inside of our jokes. Yes. Right. Also someone who's not at one of our physical locations. Well, that's not hard. <laughs> um, I don't know. So I would suggest a female person, one of your friends, who you can get on to talk on a regular basis. That would be my suggestion. Dave, what's your suggestion? Shigeru Miyamoto. I don't think you're going to get him on a regular basis. Plus, we don't speak Japanese. We'd get an interpreter. Yeah, good luck at that. On a weekly basis? Reggie? Why are you going to Nintendo? I don't know, because I don't want Jack Tramiel or, or uh, Jack Tramiel, whatever his name is. Why are you going to, like, CEOs? Because that would be fun. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> I agree with Kate. Just have the President of the United States if you're going to go that way. I mean, if Barack wants to show up on the show, who are we to say no? Pick somebody that's actually reasonable. Come on, Dave. Someone obtainable. This is Dave we're talking about. He finds loopholes and goes... This is not a loophole, Andy. This is... What what is this, then? That's my question. If this is not a loophole. This is his fantasy is what it is. We want a real answer from you. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, of people I know that I'd want as a permanent third spot and can't think of one. What I really like is the rotating third spot. I like having differing views come on. I like having multiple people come on. Well, you could still have that with the fourth person. You don't have to necessarily stop that. Okay, so now the question becomes, how many people makes too many people on a podcast? Because I, I remember some of our post-packs podcasts where that was literally a clusterfuck. I think five. Five people makes too much. 
Yeah, I think four would be a good number. But when we had like what six on the podcast at this post pack oh, thing, more especially with like one microphone, the, the three hours special that we split up between three podcasts. That was the first one. I'm talking about the later ones as well. Yeah, a lot. I remember being in a room with like eight people and one microphone. Yep. And Tony was in control of it. I don't know why I let him have the Pass mic. Pass the mic. Pass the mic. So, since we're not going to get a good answer out of Dave, Andy. I don't think you're going to get a good answer out of Andy either. I honestly like our current situation of just almost having a rotating third co-host. This was actually my plan many moons ago of just trying to see if we could get Johnny on once a month, get Tony on once a month, get Cuzza on once a month, where it'd be the two of us and then a third person on a rotating basis. There's actually some spreadsheets, which I'm not sure if I shared with Dave or not, of actually planning this all out, but this was in my head for a while. So for a permanent person, Andy would want somebody who is somebody who can change themselves all the time. Yes. But that was also my idea, especially now that we're kind of doing that now, is when either I or Dave can't join, then you just have the main co-host and the third person as a, as a duo. Which is kind of what we've done in the past. Yeah. Yep. Except we make the duo a trio. Because it seems neither one of us is able to be contained by a single person and must be split between two people. Talk about ego. Yeah, I mean, I was going to... Andy, I think I've got a new title for... We're all jerks. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Bri, what do you think? So I've you, got, you, are you I, sticking I think with we're your, done with this your one. female insider thing? No, I wasn't an insider. You did the insider. Oh, I just say a female, female voice. Host. Just anyone, because this is a very male-centric uh, conversation. It'd be interesting to get another view. <laughs> are you saying this is a sausage fest? Yes. Okay. I mean, it did. But then we just start hitting the more expansive problem of the female representation in gaming. Yep. Why? Who said this podcast had to be about gaming? Last I checked, it was random access. True. It focuses we did on talk about gaming things that were not gaming. Because that's what you guys are into, and there's not a third person to say, let's also look at this. Would you really want us to talk about, like, Justin Bieber or something? And it, not what? all girls want to talk about Justin Bieber. Now we just had Justin Bieber submitted as a random topic. Son of a fucking... Way to go, Andy. I, I find it interesting that you think that girls would like things oh, so I, oh, drastically I took, different. I, I just went for the first thing that was a drastically different topic that Dave and I would not talk about. <laughs> yes. yes, for some reason, Justin Bieber was the first thing that popped into my head. I'm not sure what that says about you, Andy. He doesn't like Bieber. Is that how you spell Bieber? B-E-I-B-E-R. Yeah, okay. Alright. Well, that, I think that's everything. Yes, yes it is. Okay. Thanks for... Uh, I guess that's yeah, a wrap then. Okay, thanks everyone. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.com. Thank you for listening.